Whoa. 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 I'm Darren. I'm Andrew. And I'm Graham. And welcome to the 250, your weekly slash fortnightly podcast looking at the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. This week we're taking a this just in look at John Wick Chapter 2, starring Keanu Reeves. And we're joined by a very special guest. Graham Day. Hi. Um, hi, Graham. You may know Graham from his work at, well, various sources online, so stuff like, say, Scan On uh, at Geek Ireland. He's now doing the Speaking Geek podcast. Yeah, yeah, where basically I just kind of talk about and vent every bit of comic book information I have in my life. And I mean, um, I actually would have seen Graham quite recently at the Audi Dublin Film Festival, for example, where he was doing like red carpet coverage and stuff like that. So he was talking to... Um, I was talking to like uh, Eric Bana, uh, Jack Rayner, Killian Murphy, Jim Sheridan and Ben Wheatley. All right. And <clears throat> can you play favourites, Graham? Oh, yeah. Eric Bana was really cool. Like, All right, so much fun. You seems <laughs> like he would be really cool. Oh, he's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Normally when you ask people that question, though, there's a lot of hesitation. No, they're all great guys. I like the Graham was just straight to the point. It was like, okay, yeah, definitely. It's like <laughs> asking Tom Cruise, like, you, you really like movies. What movies in particular? Yeah. Oh, they're all great. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. No, I, I, I hate that. I don't like when people do that. Oh, they're all my children. I love them. No, you have a favorite. I do like, is it, is it uh, what's his face? It's um, David Lynch. Who says, like, uh, I love all my films, even Dune, even if it's that little ugly red-headed stepchild. Um, I like Dune. People, people like Dune. <laughs> um, even David Lynch, apparently. But we're not talking about Dune today. We're talking about John Wick Chapter 2, uh, which was released a couple of weeks ago. Mm. It's an action film, as the title implies, as a sequel to the 2014 sleeper hit John Wick, starring Keanu Reeves as John Wick, a man whose dog is destroyed, his dog is killed and his car is stolen, and he wreaks a one-man rampage of revenge against the people who killed his dog and stole his car. He does. This this movie really appealed to people who care more about dogs than cars than, than people. And, and and also, yeah, people who care about like, <laughs> cars. Cars more than people. Yeah. I mean, this is this is because we can we can talk we're gonna talk about the spoilers for chapter two in a moment, but I think everybody's familiar with the concept of John Wick. So we can we can mm. we can talk with a bit of impunity about that. Because it is one of the things I really liked about John Wick was the fact that, like, it wasn't John is fighting to save the world or John is fighting to prevent an assassination yeah. or John is going to save the president. It's like, no, <laughs> oh, no. It's something we can relate to. Yeah, yeah. everybody's lost a dog, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was that violently, though. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if I had somebody that I could uh, wreak vengeance on for the death <laughs> of my dog... Um, it would be a lot like that. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, well, that's, that's one of the things. That's apparently what the, the script sold uh, very, very quickly. And uh, when it was written, it was sold on the basis. It wasn't sold to whoever paid the highest. The writer decided that he would sell it to whoever would make it quickest, which wow. is an interesting approach to, to filmmaking. Uh, but it, it worked phenomenally well. And one of the reasons that I think the original John Wick worked so well was because John Wick worked so well. Uh, <laughs> was because um, it dealt with that sort of that small scale thing. Like, even my mom. Who does not like... My mom has very esoteric taste. We've talked about this before. Where she's like... She doesn't like violence. But she loves drive. So John Wick was right up her street. Because she loves dogs more than she loves people. Oh. Yeah. So the dog getting horribly murdered was terrible for yeah. her. And Keanu yeah. Reeves... Finally gave a reason to care. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves murdering his way through, what, 79 anonymous yep. henchmen over the course of the film. And, and Alfie Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Felt very, very cathartic to her. Yeah, that it it had such a cultural impact that that um, uh, Key and Peele made a movie, Keanu, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is is basically an extended single joke about the premise of John Wick, yeah. in which their cat is uh, their cat is kidnapped as opposed to their dog, and they embark upon an action quest to rescue him. Um, it is no, it is it's a phenomenal, and what's amazing about John Wick was it was a very small film because it was like Keanu Reeves had sort of been. I don't want to say he'd been a spent force, but like people had sort of written off, I think, Keanu Reeves by the time bit. that John Wick arrived. I think he got a lot of respect for... What was that movie he made about film? Did we have to go to the fact machine so early? <laughs> we may have to he go made, to... He made a film about film. And Did about, he make a... Yeah, yeah. Oh, was... you mean Master of a Master of... Uh, no, Master okay. of Tai Chi? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. That's not a... <laughs> no, that's not about film. Okay, cool. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So we're going to go to the fact machine, all right? It's a very fancy machine. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's shiny it's and chrome. Partial leather, parcel machine, part machine. I'm just so fascinated. That makes it sound much weirder. <laughs> <laughs> than I really but did. It's like, it's like something it. out of burnout after reading. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what the fact machine is. It's the crucible of truth, is what it is. Well, I have, it's a really funny story about how I brought my girlfriend to this film. She had no idea what John Wick was about going in. So when she saw that 
dog get killed. She goes, why did you bring me to see this? And I go, for what's about to happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, for what happens film, afterwards? Like, yes. Because no one, no one will, you know, everyone will love a hero that fight. Because, you know, technically John Wick, I don't think, is a good guy. No, he's not. He he's, not he's not a he, good guy at he, all. Yeah, he, he was on, um, we were, we were going to have Keanu Reeves on, but, but, then, That's amazing. but then Graham became available. Um, so, we, so we sort of bumped him immediately. So, yeah, so we went with Graham instead. He was on the the the, the Mayo and um, Kermode podcast though, and he <laughs> he 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 really likes this movie. He he must have said John Wick like something what? like twenty well, you know, times. I think. The only reason that it's called John Wick mm-hmm. is because it was originally called Scorn. But John, but uh, not John Wick, Keanu Reeves, because the two are <laughs> firmly distinguishable yeah. from one another. Keanu Reeves quite liked uh, the name of the character, and he kept telling people, "I'm in a new movie. It's it's called John Wick. It's going to be amazing." And eventually, the the producers and the writers were like, "Okay, fine, sod it. We'll actually just call it John, John Wick. Wick." Like they hoping like a kind of Taken type scenario here. Because that's what I kind of attributed to. It's very similar and kind of it resur- it resurged a career kind of. It, it did definitely. Well, I mean, like to be fair to Reeves, like before he did John Wick, he mm. did. Um, he did stuff like, for example, um, what's that one with uh, Eli Roth with the two girls? The, the guests? oh, was that an actor? Oh, I thought that was yeah, an actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, knock knock. Knock knock. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was uh, after John Wick. Oh, maybe it was after John Wick, but it's around the same time. Yeah. He also did Neon Demon. Yeah, he also did Neon Demon um, afterwards as well. Has anybody here actually seen Neon Demon? No, I didn't even know Keanu Reeves was in Neon Demon. He's he's in it, and like Keanu Reeves gets a lot of flack for not necessarily having the greatest deal of dramatic range. No, uh, but very wooden. A wicker Just man, like if you will. Um, don't worry, there's going to be lots of those in the in this podcast. But he's in Neon Demon. He's as un Keanu Reeves like as you can imagine him Intriguing. being. Intriguing. Which is, I, I just want to watch it just to see that. That rubber band doesn't stretch very far, but it's still uncomfortable. But anyway, let's let's talk about That's John Wick Chapter line. Two. Not having any luck in this fact machine. Um... People keep asking me if I'm coming back from the fact machine. <laughs> I'm guessing, yeah. I'm coming back from the fact machine. <laughs> well, we can't. We can't. Uh... We can't find the movie that Andrew no, referenced. No, no, no. But, but we, have but we no, believe Andrew. We have no choice. We've, 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 we've. Are you sure you're not you're not confusing Man of Tai Chi, which is a film, which is a film, and is about something to do with film. I mean, tangentially. Is it? Eh, it's is about it, the process it a of isn't he a bad guy in it? You see, yeah, it's okay. difficult to to Google a film about film because yeah. you just Google get lots of films. Really, yeah. if Keanu Reeves is in it, then. You yeah. should be fine. But anyway, um, let's, Wick. let's talk about John Wick 2. Um, no! And, Andrew's going to refuse to let this go. Can we take, can we take the, take the back away machine away from Andrew? We're this is never it. ever meant to happen. Remember no. We Teeth QB. Did you research yeah. before? Never forget We Teeth QB. But um, yes, yeah, so John Wick did very well. It did. Uh, and so they greenlit a sequel. And yeah, the sequel yeah. is John Wick Chapter 2. Yeah. Which is the movie we're talking about now. So what did we make of it? Graham, what's your what's your take on this? I I really liked it. I don't know if the motivations were as powerful as like you're never going to top Dead Dog, in my yeah. opinion. But I mean, one of the great things about the interviews with Keanu Reeves about John Wick Chapter Two is the first thing he says in every interview was, "Yeah, we couldn't kill the dog again." No, and you could tell <laughs> that like there was some point at which in the meeting process they're like, "This would be so much easier when, if when... we could just kill the dog." Again. No, but good boy, you shouldn't. Kill good boy, which I'm I'm calling him now. Yeah, our dog. Or yeah, dog. doesn't he have a name? name? No. He's <laughs> good boy. Good boy. Yeah. Dog. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so you don't think it was as good as the first? No, one? I think it's equally as good. It's just you know, with the, everyone always hopes that the sequel will be better. I think it's equally as good. But the, the, like some of the fight scenes, I think like you, you're you're never gonna top that surprise that we we all experienced when the, the original, first one. Yeah, because the original came out of nowhere. It came yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Nobody's really expecting much. Andrew, what do you make of it? Yeah, it was um, it was incredible and it was ridiculous <laughs> and 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 the fighting was really good. You two um, were very la- you were two laughing a lot. Yeah, we were laughing a lot. Um, Mentally, we were twelve. And um, yeah, I I agree with 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 with, with Graham about the the motivation because I I've seen uh, not seen I've heard Keanu interviewed about this again. Uh, Plug pl- another podcast. To, um, uh, Kermode and, and Mayo, Mayo and yeah. was it Five Live or Radio Six or something? Well, just if you search yeah. for Kermode and Mayo, you'll exactly. Hit it, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But, but there may be it, other it, film podcasts out there. <laughs> there may be. There may be other ones so. with <laughs> practically the same name as this one. Even. Yeah. But um, 
he he made a big point about like so so John Wick like not to spoil anything but I think it's in the first fifteen minutes it's like John Wick wanted his car back but really what he wanted was a letter that was inside the car and it's like okay so the movie is about him mm-hmm. retrieving this letter it's not not at all no no well I mean he. He retrieves the letter from the car. And the and movie goes the, on for another hour and 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. So, so yeah, there, 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 isn't, there, is, there aren't really the same stakes involved, no. I think. Oh. Which, which I don't know. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I... What do you think, Darren? Okay, I, I, like, I like John Wick 2 a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't like it as much as John Wick. And some of the problems that gnaw with me or gnaw away at me are... I don't like, say, the sequel bloat, to talk about it in general terms. So I don't like... Right. Like, the original John Wick was about 90, min- 90 to 100 minutes, um, which yeah. is about right for an action film. Mm. John Wick Chapter 2 is two hours and two minutes. And, or you, two hours f- four. and you feel it. Well, you do, like, there are subplots in the second half that char- entire characters who could be removed from the narrative or streamlined. We spend 20 minutes with certain characters that I don't think necessarily merit the attention mm. or don't add enough to the plot to justify it. And I also think, like, one of the things I really liked about the original John Wick, and I feel like I'm being very negative, I'm going to talk about all the awesome stuff involved. <laughs> But one of the things that, that really sort of took me out of John Wick 2. And I, I chapter 2. Chapter 2. <laughs> it's like The Godfather Part 2. It is. Which suggests that there's more than two chapters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It, uh, um, as does the ending. But that, let's not get spoilery <laughs> no, for a no, moment. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, there's bits at the beginning that happened. <laughs> <laughs> rather that. heavily. Yeah, yeah. But I mean... Um, there was what... a question mark at the ending. That's the spoiler. There's a question, <laughs> a question mark in the, the title. The yeah. end. Question, question mark. mark. Um, there's a question mark in the title, John Wick Chapter 2. Um, but the one of the things that, that I like less about John Wick Chapter 2, and we'll probably talk about this more when we get into the spoiler zone, is the sense that like the original, one of the things I really loved about the original John Wick was this idea of a world of assassins that overlapped with our own world, that sort of like provided a point of intersection between our world and something like more underworldy or more sort of like mytho- mythological or whatever. Yeah. In, in John Wick Chapter 2, it feels less like that world intersects with our own so much as it diverges almost completely. There are a couple of scenes where I think it does intersect, but there's several scenes throughout the film where John Wick is in very public places and he's surrounded by nobody who is not a paid assassin um, to the point where it feels like everybody living in New York <laughs> is in some way an assassin. And I feel well, like... you know, it's, it's difficult as a struggling like actor or musician in New York kind of like <laughs> everybody the, has to have a sideline exactly got yeah, somewhere yeah. like and like and zero hour contracts you, you have to take these kind of like jobs casual when they jobs come. like yeah, yeah. it's it uh, to be honest it's it's an uh, app obviously that's it's it. in the app store yeah all <laughs> everybody McShane, has it all Ian McShane does is just put a notice up on whatever the US equivalent of Craigslist <laughs> <laughs> people just really have really good Craigslist applications but I do I do Wicker think, yeah <laughs> but I do feel like um, one of the things, yeah, because I get the point that it's thematic. Like it's meant to be like in chapter two, John's going deeper into the world of the assassin. Oh, and by the way, they have really bad phones in this movie. They really do. They're all sort of nineties model, aren't they? Yeah, but yeah. They're, they're supposed to be like burner phones, aren't they? Is that the point? They're burner phones, so they can immediately throw them away, so no one gets them. Why does John Wick not have a burner phone? No, he actually has a smartphone. Yeah, he's out of the game. He's got an incredibly <laughs> delicate smartphone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he finally, finally made the move to, 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 to <laughs> touch Apple. screen, yeah. yeah. That, and that's when it all went wrong for a closed system. But no, I, I, I really... Was it worth it, John? <laughs> um, think, of all, think of the hell it had wrought. But yeah. I mean, and I say these these are criticisms that I have, and they're relatively minor criticisms, because I, I love it. Like, And I, mm. I love it for a lot of the reasons I love the first movie. Like, I love the fight choreography. I love the sort of the yeah. myth- mythological elements. Yes. I love the fact that it knows exactly what it wants to be. It's not an action movie with notions. Like it's it's got a very simple plot. It's got a very simple set of themes, and it doesn't like many sequels when they try to sort of to delve out into things. They go down little tangents, little rabbit holes, little warrants. Like say the Matrix sequels. Yeah, that's uh, what I was just thinking. It's really funny. We're probably going to talk a lot about the Matrix in here. Um, since so many people who are part of the Matrix are involved in John Wick. Yeah, but one of the things I like about John Wick Chapter Two is that it does like while it broadens the world and while the world becomes a bit too encompassing for me, it maintains a sense of focus. Like it's about and and like. Speaking generally, John Wick getting back into the business and John Wick sort of wondering what kind of man he is. But it's so committed to being about that. And in some ways, like, 
we talk about we, like we might talk about Keanu Reeves a little bit, but like Keanu Reeves as a performer, right? He's not an actor with a great deal of dramatic range, and I think mm. mo- even Keanu Reeves would concede that. But he is like there's a point early in the film, very early in the film, where a character describes John Wick is a creature of focus, neck snap, intensity. Shoving a cigarette down a guy's throat and strangling him. Well, it's burning him. his hand. <laughs> and sheer will. A piano wire strangulation takes place. And there's a sense watching the film that everything about the movie reflects that. From like Keanu Reeves' commitment to the physical stunts mm. and his commitment to the role to the script's sort of focus oh, on hammering he, these he themes. He works incredibly hard for this movie. He does. He does. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's seen the video that goes around. Like the... I haven't. I kind of want to see it now. Because right, well, I'm, I'm like a, a fan of fighting. There is a lot in this movie yeah. uh, to, <laughs> to, to, to enjoy. Yeah, no, there is. And I mean, one of the things I like, action movies and genre movies tend to get like looked down upon. And actually, I'm kind of interested in hearing you, your opinion on this, Andrew, because we sort of we alluded to this. It's right. like, I am a big fan of action and martial arts cinema because it looks absolutely beautiful. I, I'm, I don't like violence. I don't like watching physical fights. I don't like boxing. I don't like blood sports or anything like that. But I love watching martial arts films because there's a sense of choreography and grace to it. But if mm. I started pushing you, <laughs> like <laughs> poking prob- my finger, the podcast would go down a dark alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It you, probably wouldn't look as graceful for 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 somebody who really doesn't like it. You're 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 decent enough at it. Thanks, you're, Andrew. Yeah. Um, what Andrew's and, where's his podcast <laughs> going? <laughs> yeah. um, Andrew is, is slowly trying. to... I know things about you, Darren. Uh, and you're, <laughs> we'll make veiled references to the, to the listeners. Yeah, but I, don't mess with him. Yeah, Andrew killed my dog once and he's still recovering. <laughs> but um, no, like, I mean, and, and Graham will probably sort of attest this. Like, martial arts films are amazing to watch. In oh, terms yeah, they're of, like, fantastic. Like, have you seen The Raid, for example? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Like, just like the, the, the visibility, the movement, mm. the grace of it. I still and, haven't seen The Raid 2, and I really want to. Uh, it's not as good as The, as the I Raid. I a lot of people say it's, it's better because I... the, the baseball bat guy and the kitchen girl. Or is it the other way around? It's not the Godfather 2 of Raid movies. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, but I, I do. And I get really upset. Like, when we talked about like Meryl Streep's famous Golden Globe speech where she's like, mixed martial arts are not the arts. Yeah, right. Which, Stop, stop me is really sort of snobbish and elitist and stuff because I do think there's a tendency to look down on it was funny as well because it was like if, if we stop allowing people into this country we'll only have football and mixed martial arts two two sports that are very diverse yeah. <laughs> mixed if martial said, arts we'll only have lacrosse <laughs> <laughs> it might have been more accurate yeah mixed martial arts being obviously mixed martial arts yeah like the main component of that is Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah, yeah. but I mean do you guys feel that like fighting and martial arts are sort of overlooked as as an art form? Well, this is definitely not an art. I would totally disagree. I mean, there's a lot of argument for why isn't there an Oscar for, an Oscar okay. award for best stunt work? Like, yeah, that's, that's actually a very fair. Yeah, yeah, no, no, so absolutely. See something this, like because it's very technically accomplished. Yeah, like, yeah, it is, and it's beautiful to watch. Like, right? There's a scene that I really love in John Wick Two where. Common and Keanu Reeves are falling downstairs. That is that was so uh, difficult to do. They only uh, apparently uh, filmed it once, yeah, because it was just so dangerous and it was so difficult to film. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the film is produced by eighty seven eleven, which is basically mm-hmm. it's a stunt company yep. in the in the US. And basically, they decided to start making their own films to showcase their work. Okay, uh, and it shows, it, and it really does. No, I, do, I don't. I don't. I don't mean that that there isn't art in the in the martial arts aspect of it and in the choreography. I mean that this isn't <laughs> a, a a a high art movie. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's not based on a work of literature. I, or, I'm sorry, like Shakespearean. <laughs> I think. It, I think it commits though. It commits enough in a way that, like, one of the things I really like about it is that, like, one of my problems with modern blockbuster cinema. And I think it's something that results from the work of Christopher Nolan, which I love. But there's a tendency with modern blockbuster cinema to get notions, for lack of a better word. <laughs> where, like, where, like, movies have to be about big, important things, but they're, they're too clumsy to be about them. So, for example, the Captain America movies are great examples. Because they're like, uh, the Captain America, the, the Winter Soldier, is yeah. meant to be about, like, the war Politics on terror. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But instead, it turns out that the, right, the, the, the Republican Party are basically literal Nazis, which makes your analogy hard to stand or like uh, the Civil War, which is like maybe about gun control, but is actually about how Captain America really loves his best friend. Um, and his like, best bud. but there's a sense that like modern blockbuster cinema is kind of embarrassed when it's not pretending to be about something important. What I really like about John Wick 
is it's not really about anything particularly important, but there, it commits wholeheartedly. Yeah, mm. there's suggestions of it being about it's like, oh, you can't run away from what you are, John, and yeah. all of this. Which sort is of the stuff. most simple theme. Very imagined. simple, yeah. But the film just goes for it. <laughs> like it really commits to it in a way that's like impressive. It's single-minded, and I love that. And it's like because it, it's like so pretentious about something that it's aware is unpretentious if that makes sense like it uses <laughs> art galleries it uses mirrors it's oh, like yeah. it's constructed like an art film but it's an art film about how this dude is really good at killing yeah. people anyone who's ever been in an art gallery um you even even um like quite a big art gallery with um, guns. you're w- walking through um even if it's a very good art gallery you can get bored from time to time and think I'd like to have a. I've 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 had this thought <laughs> in art galleries. I'd like to have a kung fu movie here. Yeah, I think and that would be really cool. And that happens. And it happens. They did it. Yeah. And I I always thought it was interesting. You talk about the themes, and you talked about uh, the mythological element. Yeah. There is literally a scene where the bad guy of the piece is standing in a room with all the Greek gods in you know statued form. Oh, yeah. You can see Poseidon. You see Zeus. I oh, believe yeah. you you see all of them. Just like, and, and then of course his his main um, minion. Uh, played by Ruby Rose, is codenamed Ares. Yeah. But she's obviously never said it because she doesn't talk. Uh, and he never says, hey, you. Yeah. They say nothing. But I mean, it, it is like, um, so let's, let's, I think we're, we're almost ready to start talking before, about this with spoilers before, and stuff. But yeah. But yeah. before we do, um, did any, does, does anyone else think this is a bit nuts that it, that it, that, it, that is in the 250? Yeah, does it make a bit of a like because because this movie is fun and all. Yeah. Um, Is it it (laughs) one of the the greatest two uh, movies of all time? No. No. Listen, killing dogs will get you to a lot of places. Well, that's the thing. The original John Wick isn't never made the two. Did it not? No, this is the sequel hype bump. Yeah, it's the sequel hype bump. Um, because it's the 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 original hype bump. The sequel hype bump. (laughs) Yeah, you heard it here first on the two fifty. Let's see if we can make that trend. SH- Hashtag sequel hype bump. bump. Um, the SHB. Yeah, the, the Don't bump. shorten it. <laughs> <laughs> you lose it. Like these days. <laughs> Abbreviations. But um, yeah, I don't think it belongs there. Graham, what do you think? Um, honestly, uh, I thought at the beginning, yes, it kind of does. But then <laughs> as time has worn in, I was just like, no, no. I was just like, that's just me being really hyped for this film. So it actually proves the point perfectly. It does not deserve to be in the 250, but it is an excellent contender, yeah. I, I think. Well, I mean, like, but I, you know, my, my, my loves are simple. It, it's, <laughs> its trajectory's been relatively straightforward, because uh, we this came in a little over a week ago, mm. and we didn't record because I'm terrible. Uh, <laughs> but and also, I was away, you yeah. know, scheduling conflicts, yeah. stuff like that. I, yeah. Yeah. Keanu, me. Uh, that's, <laughs> well, that's it. Well, we didn't want to say this, but Keanu was like our backup for you, right? Oh. But now he's going to come in and talk about Psycho or something. Like It's, it's going to be crazy. Um, I hope we don't ever talk. Really awesome. like, he really likes film as well. <laughs> yeah. Like that movie that we can't find. But we're sure exists. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I, I don't think it belongs there. But it, Very cine literate. He'd be perfect. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. So we're not, we're not entirely satisfied that it belongs to 250, no. even though we love it dearly. Yes. With that in mind, will we go to the spoiler zone, Andrew? Let's enter the spoiler zone. People keep asking me if I'm coming back from the spoiler zone. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm coming back from the spoiler zone. You keep quoting the first film. This <laughs> knows that you're quoting the first film, not the first one. <laughs> All he says in the second film is because now we're in the spoiler zone. It's a bit where a guy says, He you're... says very little. He says, That's a good thing. He's very reactionary. <laughs> he says it himself. Like, Keanu Reeves says it himself. He, his characters are very reactionary. Yeah, they really are. They need something to happen to them for them to do something. But I mean, I really like that about John Wick is it's aware of like, it's a very well written film, which sounds like a very strange thing to say about a movie in which dudes hit each other with taxis. Um, so but, often. So often. <laughs> um, but one of the things I really like is the dialogue so ne- sparse. It never, never lost its, its, uh, its glee. Hilarity? Like, yeah, you, yeah. Got, you guys laugh every time <laughs> somebody hit by a car. And it happens, I, I think, close to ten times. Yeah. 
Half of them are just Keanu. I, I don't want to live in a world where I don't laugh at a dude getting hit by a taxi. My worst memory is I went to see, have you seen Meet Joe Black, the remake with... Um, oh, yes. The remake. That's amazing. Oh, poor, uh, poor Brad, Brad, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, what? after he's flirting with Claire, Claire Forlani, he walks out in the middle of the road, does a cute wave. Oh, she was in CSI New York for a couple of seasons. Wow. But um, he does a cute wave. And then as she turns her back, he literally gets, he gets hit by a bus. But then I think he gets flipped off in yeah. the air yeah. and gets hit by a car. Yeah. When he lands on the other side, I don't know if we were meant to laugh. No, we so weren't much. meant to laugh. <laughs> no, it's really bad. I was like, I was watching it with my family, and I burst out laughing, and they all stared at me as if there was something horribly well, wrong. He's with a me. national treasure. <laughs> but um, one thing I like though is that John Wick, he's a very non-vocal character, mm. but the bad guy in the film. Ugh. Repeatedly over the course of the film, try he like tries to get a good monologue going. Like he tries, <laughs> he tries to get like a good monologue going when he meets John Wick in the uh, in hello, the in hello, the in hello, the, John. Yeah, in the, it in is the goose fat. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. As, uh, uh, so you found three episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it did. It did look very good, and then and then he's just kind of, kind of yeah. like. Allow me to soliloquize for a moment when I'm like, no. No, yeah. it, it three times. Like the first, the first time in the museum when John comes to talk to him, uh, John is like, "Okay, who do I have to kill?" And he's like, "I, I have the big speech prepared." Uh, Dude, you're cutting me off every and then time. The second time after John Wick does the job, he rings him up in the hotel room to do like that sadistic, like bad guy talk, where he's like. What kind of man would I be if I did not avenge the death? And John just hangs up the phone. Yeah, and then I imagine it's like a deleted scene where it's like every time, it's like every time he hangs up before I finish the dialogue. And then later on, as Andrew alluded at the very end of the film, he's about to have a big monologue about his evil plan to stay in the Continental Hotel, and John just shoots him point blank in the head. Like I, I really. And at one point, he says. Still a man of few words. <laughs> it's like, no fun whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, though, his main henchwoman is mute. Yes. Which yeah. I, I think yeah, is a nice so character choice. Yeah, he doesn't get it from her either. No. He's expecting a bit of conversation yeah. from John Wick, at least. <laughs> but she, even she still talks to John, because she might... She, she, um, she, sorry, she... It's some kind of sign language. Sign language, yeah. It's a sign language, yeah. yeah. It is sign language. It is. I, she, I love it's that. It's sign language. She sign language is yeah. a lot of swears at him. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I love that. I love what, what rating was this movie? 16s. 16s. Very surprised. A lot of headshots. A lot of headshots. So many headshots. Let's, let's talk about this, actually, right? right. Was there any nudity? Because there, there, there was. was. There, was, there, was, is, there yeah. was a scene where it was. He's very killing very the graphic. sister, yeah. He's no, killing no, the sister. No, and she no, gets naked? Yeah, no, yeah. normally, normally I, like, I found it difficult to. There wasn't really some for daddy in this movie. Not really. Andrew is trying Andrew to make this that. a thing. Andrew is trying to make something for daddy into a thing. So what's something let's, for daddy? Let's not let I this... I fear to ask, but what is something for daddy? Andrew, explain oh, what's Oh, it's um, Don DeMello. He's a Andy Daly character. He's a theatrical director who does like children's theatre. But don't worry, because there's something for daddy. Something, oh, something, something for daddy. So pervy. It is. It's oh, like, it is. It's, but it, it's, it's something that really, it's, it's something that really it's, exists. It's, he's, he's, he's this horrible character. It, it comes from, I think Andy Daly saw like the uh, Radio City uh, mu- music hall Christmas show where they had the Rockettes, where it's like these uh, uh, girls and they're like a kick line and yeah, and it's very uh, salacious. He, he, yeah, he just thought there was this weird thing in like a kids show where they had this. Sort yeah. of hypersexualized uh, women. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, it's it's something that like can be traced back to, from my experience, say the the classic seventies Doctor Who, or even John Nathan Turner, who was ironically a gay man. Um, as producer, he would talk openly about how, when he was producing serials, he would try to include something for daddies. Um, I don't think he said it in your Don DeMello voice, uh, but uh, the implication I'm, was. I'm there. learning myself out. I used to be very good at that. Um, if we make it a segment, I, I promise I'll get <laughs> promise one, <laughs> So, like, does this film have something for daddy? Andrew, does it have something for daddy? Does it have something Not for daddy? Really? I don't know. I quite like Ruby Rose. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I like yeah. Ruby Rose. She's yeah. got she's got very very. And I thought she nice was very features. good in this. She is. Yeah, she's yeah. great. In I suspect, and this is going to sound very harsh to Miss Rose, and I apologize in advance. Playing a mute character may have helped. She was in Triple X Three. She was. Ah. Oh, she but don't that, don't blame her just for that. That's that whole film. The Return of Xander Cage. <laughs> yes, Xander. <laughs> and Nibra Do- Nina Dobrev. Yes. And Tony Do- Collette. Okay, yeah. Well, Tony Collette has no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel Jackson. Yeah, Samuel Jackson. Ice Cube. Samuel Jackson was smart yes, enough. Yes, I'll to get be in every movie, movie you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie Yen. Do I like money? <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, so let's talk about Keanu Reeves because Keanu Reeves is really, really good in this, and Keanu Reeves is really good in this because he's used really well. Yeah, um, like well, yeah. when he's I used properly, he is phenomenal. Yeah, I think I think it's clear enough. Like even in this movie, that that he has limitations, though. <laughs> my yeah. thing, my... Well, well, but 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 it's brilliant. Yeah. We really enjoyed how 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 poorly he delivers some of the lines. Yeah, I mean, like that, it, but that's the thing. It's, it's, it's like, always the reaction. Yeah, it's like I want you to kill my sister, and then you cut to Canary so looking stony face saying, "Why." Why? (laughs) There is a scene, for example, when he goes into a Jewish bank uh, to get his clothes, and he's just he's just there, he's getting his clothes, and then for no reason looks up and just kind of tenses, and then screams, and I cut to next scene, and he's fully dressed. (laughs) Is that that who he dresses? (laughs) Like you gotta gotta get it all out. Like I mean, I got I got the scene, but like when I saw it, I saw it with uh, I've seen it twice now, and I saw it with an audience. The audience laughed when he screamed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, Keanu. It's like Keanu, that Darth Vader moment. No! But I really love, like, I do love Reeves' physical presence and the fact that yeah. he commits so wholeheartedly to the role and the fact that, like, his blankness allows you to read whatever you want into the role. Yeah. Like, because, like, a major theme of the film is the question of, is John Wick a good man? Can he have a peaceful life? I think Can... it's important that none of that matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, yeah. Seems to have all these friends. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, he doesn't seem to have any regular friends. All no. his friends are assassins. Oh, no. We have Jimmy, the cop. Jimmy, oh, yeah. Jimmy is like a cop who's aware of assassins. <laughs> it's like working again, John. So what is it now? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's such like, looks <laughs> like it's going to be another long night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even even the people who aren't assassins are aware of the existence of a league of assassins and seem yeah. perfectly okay with it. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they really helped them out. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that like the the the, the character played by Common, like because Cassius, he, yeah, Cassius. he's 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 he or was it Cassian? No, Cassian. Cassian. Yeah. yeah, he sent uh, the the second badass Cassian that we've that we've covered in the two fifty after Cassian Andor. <laughs> But, um, this one's much taller. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's the taller. <laughs> towers over <laughs> yeah. Diego Luna. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, Diego Luna looks like Rocket Raccoon next to <laughs> next to Common and Keanu yeah. Reeves. But um, he looks like Ruby Rose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's a moment in it where basically he's put back in the game because he has to. Um, a marker is called in. Yeah, he's, mm. a marker is called in. There's this guy who's like second in command of the Camorra. So, so they go to. <laughs> yeah, which is in Rome for some reason and not, it's her and not Naples. She can have wherever her I feel like the Camorra would, would be insulted if the event to have her coronation was in Rome. Well, let's sort of let's talk about like the marker. The marker, like one of the things that really fascinates me about the John Wick movies is, yeah. is how. How much of it seems to come from random stuff that the writer and director noticed in their own life and thought, wouldn't it be cool if that were somehow tied to a League of International Assassins? <laughs> um, because he's talking about, like, the director, um, Chad uh, Stelsky. Stel- uh, Stel- uh, Chad Stelsky. Oh, it's one of his. Um, he directed the original John Wick and was Keanu Reeves' stunt double for several years, which is how, how he ended yeah, up the directing. Yeah, and all yeah. that. Wow. Um, and and that's why he works with the the age yeah they're really good friends yeah well I mean Canary's bought everybody on the stunt team on the Matrix a Harley yeah. Davidson yeah he did wow like, I feel bad about mocking his acting ability because he seems like a genuinely nice yeah. no he is dude. Yeah. that's one question and and a terrifically hard worker yeah and and very determined and there's and, probably some terrible secret about his life that that will never be unearthed <laughs> or only he's, after his death and we'll decide it seems like it's not, had, not possible to like somebody tough life. like I've, he has. I've read yes. he's had a very tough life yes he has he suffered a lot of the and uh, lots and stuff yeah. like that yeah, yeah. very yeah. much like um, another kind of great worker in that Kelsey Grammer the kind of it, it, you know the, the the depression and the and the loss of and the loss in that can can raise someone's kind of uh, work ethic to kind of get past it like in that right. kind of aspect, I thought Liam Neeson got even more poured himself even more into work after the unfortunate death of his wife. Oh, I I wouldn't go quite that far. I'd be uncomfortable saying that about somebody that you know that their personal tragedy sort of enabled or or enriched their work. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's fair to say they've all had sort of tough lives. Mm. Sorry, this is Darren struggling not to offend anybody. I do this quite often, apparently. 
don't think I'm a. F- no, Cal- I hope not. <laughs> the fact not to Kelsey Grammer effect. Yeah, but um, anyway, so the the marker is a thing that actually exists in um, stunt communities. Ah, and what happens is you after- bleed on a thing for people. No, okay, it may not be a literal mark. I don't think that when <laughs> you're presented with it, you have to murder somebody. That would <laughs> not somebody, would man. everybody. <laughs> um, I'll kill like, them all. Yeah. Which is it's why the um, yeah why Zoolander is not about stunt people rather than male models. <laughs> but um, one of the things that sort of yeah the marker is something that exists. Apparently, when a stuntman dies, hmm. they all go to and this is I make this sound like stuntmen are like a cult of international assassins. They all go out drinking, and when somebody mentions the name of a stuntman who's died, they all take out these markers that they have with the person's name on them. And whoever doesn't have a marker for the person who's died or the person whose name has been called ends up buying the round. Wow. Wow. Their, their pockets must be full of markers. <laughs> I know. There's lots of... Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really... Dark. Kind of po- po- yeah, dark, but also kind of beautiful in a kind of weird sense of... I, I know. I find that very... That, that's very cool. It is. Well, I mean, it's... Yeah. One of the things about sort of John Wick is that it creates this sort of like subculture of assassins and stuff. Mm. Like the marker is very cool. There's the ledger... There's like the, the Continental Hotel. There's all the homeless assassins as well. That, yeah, was that an makes me look at homeless people in a whole different light. Yeah. More suspicious. Yeah. The Bo- my favorite, yeah, the Bowery King, which is Lawrence Fishburne, who is the character who I think could be trimmed from this movie and nothing would be lost. Yeah, thank you. I, I thought he was very cartoonish. No, I, I, I love his performance, but I think <laughs> story-wise, he just sort of... He just sort of kill, well, he kills the movie dead for about five minutes while it's, it's like... It's like, here's seven bullets. No, yeah. it's... <laughs> no, no, I, like, it's obvious what he was. He was the checkpoint before the big boss. Yeah. But yeah. Let's, let's talk... Okay, let, you brought up video games. Yes. Let's this talk, is Call of Duty on speed. This is it, exactly. This is Hitman on speed. John Wick is playing Call of Duty... On easy mode. On God mode. <laughs> like, I feel like the reason that John Wick is the best assassin in the world is because he's figured out that he and everybody else mm-hmm. are wearing bulletproof suits. So if you shoot people in the head, mm. they will die. This, yeah, this... The, the, no, so many headshots. Yeah, mm. one but thing he's is the only one who does them. Nobody in this movie is wounded, ever. No, you're either alive or, or dead. dead. <laughs> Your health That's bar is complete. True. That's not true. Look at oh, Common. Common. Look at yeah. Common. He's got available a, he's got a he's, yeah. He's, yeah, he's got a dagger in his aorta. Do we, do we know that Ruby Rose is definitely dead? Yeah. She she looks pretty dead. She looks pretty dead. Yeah. I, I like to think that when Cassian shows up in John Wick Three, he will have the sword still in his aorta, <laughs> and it'll be I like I never took it out as a reminder. Yeah, the, the climax will be because like it's all inspired by Arthurian legend. It'll be like mm. um, uh, Crank Two. <laughs> It's <laughs> like they need yeah. to restart his heart. Yeah. He's running on adrenaline now. Yeah. yeah. You have to every once in a while you have to pump the pump the sword. Yeah, but it's, I mean John Wick has kind of worked itself out. It's time for a spin off. Yeah, Cassian. But um yeah, because I'm kind of, it is all based on Arthurian legend. So you have like the high table, you have sort of like this uh wow. continent Yeah, you didn't you didn't grab that with the, the twelve seats I'm the high dumb. Table. Okay, sorry, apologies. Uh, but I'm sort of Sorry, imagining now, now Cassian as sort of like a sword in the stone figure. <laughs> Whereas, like, at the end of the third movie, John Wick has to pull the dagger from Cassian's heart to name himself the once and future king. I liked, I liked that, well, I suppose it was kind of conceivable, but um, at one point, like, John Wick has just killed his, the, the person he was sent there to kill. Yeah. Um, the sister. What's her name? Plot device? <laughs> She's very good. Though. She was. She was good for that one scene that she was in. I thought, you know. But he's just killed her. And then he passes her personal bodyguard. Cassian. Uh, Cassian. Cassian. And he's like, hey, are you killing people? He's like, yeah. Pretty <laughs> much is the conversation. How's your night going? Sadly, goes, really well. Let me just check to see if you've killed the person that I'm meant to be looking after. <laughs> oh, no, I kind of saw this. He says, so how's business today? And he goes, sadly, pretty well. <laughs> Which means, I got her. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I... Get him. I'm going to check that he definitely killed... Oh, he did. I did. Why did I even bother? To be fair, and this is, this is another one I suppose. I suppose they're at like a collection <laughs> of people who could, <laughs> who could be killed. Yeah. Like, like uh, the, 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 the um, patriarch of, well, it, of the Russian mafia. Yeah, well, it's her, it's her coronation. Let's, let's sort of talk about the underworld that, that it presents. Like one of the things... Like John Wick 2 builds a fantastic sort of underworld. We talked about The Matrix, right? Mm. And The Matrix is the obvious comparison because it features Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves. Mm. But it's also got that same sort of like, the, the Matrix was like you pull the skin off reality and you see something beneath. And John Wick has that sort of idea of a world that exists underneath or overlaid with yeah. the world as we understand it. Where, yeah. 
like there's, all there's race characters that don't go anywhere. I mean, you, yeah, you spoke like, about like the Bowery King, Fishburne, but but what about the Akoni twenty twelve guy? Yeah, who, <laughs> <laughs> or, or the Italian, like some, yeah, the Italian version of Ian McShane. Yeah, yeah, that was just like that's Ian McShane, just like in Italian makeup with a ponytail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, what it is, and I mean, I, I like. Did enjoy Peter Serafinovich. Um, as as the the vintner slash armorer. Yeah, um, just in case. You I like that. This was a I like that scene. I liked yeah. that scene so much. <laughs> well, you know that apparently one of the issues uh, with the casting of the film was that they basically a lot of people saw John Wick, loved it, and called up Keanu Reeves and said, "Dude, why didn't you tell me you were making a movie like this?" Because that's exactly how Peter Stormare got in, um, and Peter Stormare has a really tiny part. Oh, um, at the very I, beginning, I feel you know you, you feel like it's a, it's it's still a very strong part. Like I read, like it, you remember it, you remember it. Yeah. Well, I mean, here here's the thing, right? So the director was like they they were talking about who they wanted to play this small role, and the director was was talking about Peter Stormare, and he was talking with Keanu Reeves. He said he'll never do it. I know he'll never talk to us. And Keanu's like, actually, Peter came up to me in the gym the other day and goes, "Why am I not in John Wick too?" So I'm like, "You're kidding." And Keanu Reeves like, "No." No, I'm serious. I'm like, don't with me. You're serious? He's like, no, no, no. Wow. Really, you should call him. Call Flaw- Flawless. Flawless. <laughs> By the way, guys, Ken Reeves not here. Uh, <laughs> that was Darren. And uh, he called Peter Samara and Samara goes, Chad, what is going on, my friend? I'd love to be in your movie. What? Why is he Russian? Because his character's Russian. Peter Stormare is Swedish, but his character's Russian. Peter like, Stormare is English, isn't he? No, Peter Stormare is Swedish. You think of Peter Serafinovic. Yeah, yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that who we're talking about? I no, no, we're talking about the guy at the very beginning. Too many Peters oh, in this. There are right, far too many yeah. Peters and not enough Pauls. <laughs> but he's the, guy, he's the guy who owns the car warehouse, yeah, which is oh, yeah, amazing. He's the brother, he's the brother yeah. Because yeah. the, the car... I'm, I got the two Peters mixed up. Will we talk about the intro a bit? Yeah, sure, the, intro, yeah. the intro is like a 15-minute like Bond movie prologue, which wraps up... The one, and I like that the original John Wick, while being a very simple and straightforward film, still had one dangling plot thread, which is what the hell happened to his car? Yeah, <laughs> to be uh, fair, I forgot about that. Uh, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, oh yeah, didn't you have his car? So yeah, he, they could have just made it that, like, at the at the start of this movie, he goes to get his car back, and they destroy his car, and then he's like, <laughs> or they car! give it, <laughs> or, or they give it to him because they remember what he did in the first film. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's got this really wonderful sequence that reminds yeah. reminds me of um, GTA. So there's a moment where, like, well, this it's is a, taxi- a computer game movie because people get shot all the time. And, and, they, and, shot and all the time. they need to get sh- everybody gets shot three or four times. Yeah, yeah but that's Just because the, they're all wearing bulletproof vests, and then he goes for the head for the final yeah, blow. Yeah, even though he, he should really just go for the head straight away. He's the and only person. If everybody know. just shot, it went for his head. <laughs> he, he, he has this r- ridiculous like um, cut. body armor. Yeah, yeah no, but he has a cut at one point that it goes through the entire film. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, he, it, he. But I think that was luck rather than design. I don't yes. think. I don't think the person opposite him had figured out that the head is. The no, I think spot. I think it was just like a, a they shot they shot a piece of the roof and then there was like a rock hit him on the head and they were like what the yeah <laughs> he's bleeding this is not <laughs> he bleeds I feel like if I were one of those hitmen I just hang back a bit yeah and I'm like, keep my distance a bit wait, feel him out yeah wait wait, <laughs> wait wait until he gets into a crowded area and he's fighting with like two or three people. And then just shoot him. Yeah, you kind of feel like, like, why did any assassins report, do I shot him, I killed him, I did that. <laughs> <Bags> <laughs> me, 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 me. Well, I mean, like, I do like that, I do like that Wick is smart enough when he's, when he's facing a bunch of goons, he still pulls up his suit to cover his face. Yeah, like, oh, a, yeah. like a shield. Yeah. But yeah. It, it looks like he's just, it looks like somebody farted and he's really covering, <laughs> like, his nose. Because he is a thin fabric. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did like the... That's bulletproof. But but because but, it's so thin, it's really going to hurt when they shoot you. Not that there's any indication of that ever. <laughs> there is. You he's saw quite you, you saw bruises. Whenever he took his shirt off, which doesn't really happen that often, but whenever he transitions from he costume to costume, he kills like 150 people. No, he <laughs> doesn't. How many people no, does he kill? Honestly, I'd say it's around 80 again. Yeah, I'd yeah, say about I 80. think we should find out. Oh well, it's 76, 79 for John Wick one. I believe I we made because people because people remote. were looking it up. But like, if I had to pick one of my favorite uh, sections of the film, it would have to be when all the assassins are sent after him. Yes. And you, and you have the big sumo wrestler assassin, you have the uh, violinist assassin, yes. and then you have the two guys who we got a taste of him using a pencil 
to kill guys. Yeah. Because they bring it up two later. With one pencil. They're like they, they they bring it up earlier in the movie. It's like this is John Wick. He once killed three guys with a pencil in a bar. Who does that? <laughs> I do like though that the guy's response is, uh, "Yeah, I've heard this story before. Yeah. Uh, We've all heard the story about the pencil." 128 kills. In John Wick two. Yeah. In John Wick 2. Well, to be fair, a lot of assassins. A A lot lot of assassins came after him. 80.1% accuracy with 302 shots. 302. Good for him. That's a great kill-death ratio. So uh, all of of those shots into into crowds. Because remember when they were shooting through the fountain? Yeah, Yeah. and you heard screams. Which is a great visual, by the way. Just capping tourists. (laughs) Yeah, you heard screams. So someone was getting shot. They go to the subway. That's just funny. It's a really great scene. The two of them literally sniping. Literally sniping at each other. With the silence, uh, like pew pew. As people walk oblivious. Like, that's that's what I really like about the first film. The world is oblivious to this underworld. And that's what I really liked about the first film. I think the second film sort of loses Ah. that. Um, But I do like, like, I like, for example, the bit where at the start, you know, the the car chase. Oh, the police are aware. Yeah, they just don't care. (laughs) They don't care, have been bought out, or they're frightened. Yeah. I mean, would you get involved in this? No. Um, But, like, let's. Yeah, let's let's talk about. Uh, there was something a moment ago where you were talking about like um, symbolism and imagery and stuff like mm. that. Parts of Dublin that uh, like, that, the, that the emergency services are afraid to go to. <laughs> Anywhere where John Wick is would seem to be the location. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's re- it's believable that the police would be like, "Well, no, <laughs> I, I'm certainly not going into the center of Manhattan. Nothing to do with this. Uh, not going into the Met Museum." Um, but yeah, one of the things I really like about it is how heavily invested it is in it. It's like, it's a very well-made film. And it's like, you talk about like the pencil trick, for example. Mm. Like, technically, craft-wise, it's a fantastically constructed script and, um, and story because everything is properly set up, right? So you get the pencil what story. Cody? What, what, what's he doing there? Wait, hold on. Who? Akoni. It's oh, like yeah. Mr. Akoni. Well, he creates a sense no of world. Payoff ever. No, he creates a sense of world. It's also like there's a scene when he first meets Ian McShane on the roof of the Continental when he first meets Winston. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where he's talking about coins. Oh, there's a guy. And he's, and he's very yeah. clearly like, they're fake coins, and he's talking about putting them into circulation. Apparently there was an entire subplot deleted from the film. But there leaving, seems to be a lot of that. But leaving that in there, I think, creates a sense of like a world this that this underworld ticks without John Wick. Mm, like that yeah. there are alliances and there are things there's, happening that are unrelated to John Wick killing people even yeah. though John Wick seems to be at the centre of the world yeah. there's a short, a short film that they didn't show in the theatres which is just Wendell Peirce looking after a dog <laughs> for a few weeks yeah. <laughs> it's quite touching actually you are a good dog <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is the best it's one of the best short films a man and his a concierge <laughs> and his dog is what it's called but um, you were saying about the themes how, how well constructed it is well yeah. I mean like even stuff even basic stuff like saying like he killed three men with a pencil, and yeah. then showing him kill two men with a pencil later on. It's a great setup. I was waiting have... for the third guy. Yeah, so was yeah. I. <laughs> but yeah. so was I. But there's even stuff like the little bit where he sits down with Ian McShane after the marker comes in, and he's like, "There are two rules: one, you don't do business on continental grounds, yep. and two, you always call in a marker." And like they keep mentioning that you don't do business on continental grounds, but which that was is a established nice... in the first one. But it's also it's like it's very firmly yeah, established yeah. here. To the point where when it actually happens, it's like, oh, I get why this is a big deal. Everybody's made a big Doesn't deal. Doesn't seem like such a big deal if you've seen the first movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. first yeah. one, we see what happens. Because what's-her-name gets killed because she did the exact same thing. Yeah. But it wasn't as nice. Yeah, she wasn't as excommunicado. She um, was. She was excommunicado. And when no, she, she was killed. That's not excommunicado. Excommunicado is you are instantly like, killed. No, excommunicado means excommunicated. You, yeah, but then she gets killed immediately afterwards by four assassins that had surrounded her without her knowing. That that's Which just is murder. A very bad that's, idea, by yeah. the way. You you don't the, the, you're 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 bound to shoot some of some of the, <laughs> the other people. three assassins. Yeah, too. yeah, in Crossfire. But uh, Crossfire <laughs> doesn't exist in this film. No. I mean, even stuff like the the when he goes to the museum. Mm. Uh, which is a fantastic thing, but like you can see the posters for the reflections of the soul. God, you exhibit. laughed so oh, yeah. much when that came up. I, like, I, no, but I love like we talk about like John Wick as a film and a character being a creature of pure will. Mm. Like the film is so wholly invested in this question of whether John Wick is like a person <laughs> with a soul. That it's like there's this recurring the voiceovers. Like, they call reflect. Him? Sure. <laughs> we hope to provide imagery of truth sure. and self. Sure. What does Winston say to uh, the baddie? He says, "You stabbed the devil in the back." Yeah. It's just like they don't even think he's a human. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, but I mean, even stuff like the the use of reflection in, like, say, the composition of, like, when he's meeting Winston, for example. Mm. All the tables in John, John Wick looks beautiful, uh, mm. but all the tables are like. Hold black on, now, hold on, now. Ken Reeves or the film? Both. Oh. Um, but the the film looks beautiful and stylish. Like all the black surfaces are polished, mm. so you can get these wonderful shots of like when he meets Winston. The camera pans up from Winston's reflection mm. to there when Winston's conversing. It just but, shows how hard Keanu Reeves worked that he 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 sp- took the time to polish those things all single handedly. <laughs> yeah. But no, no. But one of the things I really like is it's a nice touch that <laughs> until the climax of the film, all of his own polishing and stunts. Yeah. Um, he really was a great guy to have on set. <laughs> but all of the um, all of the reflections up until the middle of the film. So you have stuff like when he's killing your woman, she's surrounded by mirrors, for yeah, example. Yeah. You have stuff like even in the the fight at the start with the taxi truck. I love the taxis that are full of goons. That's another video game touch. <laughs> it's like whenever he beats a bunch of guys, a taxi pulls up, and then another bunch of goons get Drive out. Drive after him fast. Should we bring our guns? No time. It's like, <laughs> it's like clown cars. Yeah, Just clown- numerous clown cars. It's like. How, what are we gonna do? Respawn! Well, you know that uh, one of the reasons why they filmed the car chase in the warehouse mm. is because they couldn't shut down the city block. Oh. So they, they, there's so they moved short, it. Oh. Moved it. Oh. There's a short bit at the start yeah. where it's filmed in Montreal instead of New York, oh, where okay. he kills, where he drives the the yeah, guy on the bike. With Brooklyn Bridge, I think. Yeah. Well, not uh, not on cars. Uh, uh, Washington. Not on no, cars. no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like where he walks across. But I mean, like the the car chase takes place in the warehouse because they could shut that down. Yeah, and I, I like that. The, the looks gun- like a similar place to where Batman vs Superman was. <laughs> yeah, which they could also shut down. Yeah. Um, but uh, like even even stuff like so when the when those early scenes with the reflections take place, Wick is like consciously sidelined. So like you see other characters reflected. Like you see mm. even like Cassian when he's talking with your woman or when he's finding her in in the bath. You see yeah. his reflection in the mirror. You see his reflection at the bar. You see, like, for example, you see her reflection while she's talking to him, but you see his reflection a lot less. Um, and it's only at the end when he goes into the reflections of the soul um, that you begin to see a reflection of himself, mm. which I think is like, it's an incredibly pretentious bit of iconography and imagery. But Didn't I like ruin it for me. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it was I so over my head that I was like, oh, okay. uh, yeah, like, like the worst thing you can do with a movie like this is try to make you think. <laughs> I, but I, I, love, I love that they're so committed to that or even like I, even that the idea of like his car like at the start he goes to get the car back and in getting the car back he, he destroys, destroys the car which is like yeah. the metaphor for exactly what he's doing yeah he's or addicted even, well no no but like his quest to avenge the dog has destroyed the life that he's built and all this yeah. sort of stuff and this idea that by doing so he opened the door to be drawn back in fully or mm. even like the bit where he goes and he buries he buries the... And then, yeah. the, and then the doorbell rings. Yeah, so he buries all the guns and stuff from the first film and he lays the cement over it in the basement as if this wasn't Freudian enough. And as soon as he sits down, the cement's not even dry and the doorbell rings. Yeah, it's like, oh, wish I hadn't <laughs> done all those guns. Yeah, and you just see for a moment, you see it in John's face. He's like, oh, I know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, I was actually I was waiting for the scene where he'd have to go back down I, and smash the reason. I love I love that that that. <laughs> sorry. Oh my yeah, god! No, that, that means it's still there, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I was thinking like, why didn't he just go back and get those guns at yeah. some point? Why and do you have to pay a million dollars and for bullets? all those coins? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like. So I suppose you want you want a you want a gun, right? Because <laughs> that would be an impossible thing for you to get. <laughs> I'm going to give you a gun with seven bullets in it, which he then gets rid of very quickly, and then just takes everyone else's guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like. Um, you don't you don't have a whole lot of guns buried somewhere, do you? <laughs> yeah, because that would really ruin my market. I think I've ruined the market here. Um, but I mean, even stuff like the mythological stuff, like I love that Lawrence Fishburne's character, the Bowery King, is basically Morpheus in that not yeah. like not like Morpheus from the Matrix, no, the, dream, the yeah. dream guy, because like Keanu Reeves, John Wick has to go asleep to meet him. He has to send him through a gate to get mm. him back to the regular world, and, all and he's sort of, descending to hell. Yeah, and as he sort of, sends no, him. I, I, I really like I like that this is a film. That, that does all that. And it's like, let's have a shootout in the art gallery where the blood splatter looks like the work of Jackson Pollock. <laughs> and it's like, this is a very highbrow blood splatter film. I really yeah. like this. Can we, can we talk about the, 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 um, so, some, something about a little less highbrow if we're, if we're to, to believe uh, Meryl Streep? It was overrated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing politics to this? <laughs> no, no. Everything is political. 
the variety of martial arts in this movie was terrific. Ridiculous. Okay. Ridiculous. I, I, I don't know anything about martial arts. So you no, guys cool. Uh, yeah, a lot of no. jiu-jitsu, a lot of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, a lot of a lot throws, of like, yeah. a lot of sweeps. Yeah, a lot of... Like, like it was like proper like sweeps and everything. Like, yeah. like he uses his body as momentum to take people down that are maybe like twice his size. But one of the things that... I, I don't know anything about martial arts, but I was watching And not it. just him either. Like, Common as well. Right? Andrew, Andrew B. Rose. Yeah, yeah, She was yeah. great in her fight scene. But I mean, She's like... Fantastic. One of the things I really liked watching it was that like you could see even when they didn't even when they didn't work you could see that like characters were trying to grab one another oh and like it wasn't wasn't like every hold worked it was like no no. because the whole point is most in most brazilian jiu-jitsu and jiu-jitsu when you're trying you have to find that perfect point where you can flip a person or you can just get the advantage like you saw them spinning and trying to shoot each other it's just like that's yeah. that's kind of technique where you're trying to These grapple kind of someone, butterfly yeah. guard, yeah. like and and but with uh, guns, <laughs> uh, arm bars and yeah. leg triangles and 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 the, the, the like tapping, but you can't tap you or you yeah. be <laughs> killed. <laughs> <laughs> there are three rules. <laughs> no business on continental no ground. Business on continental you ground. always honor a marker. Always honor a marker, and, and you yeah, tap out. Yeah. Do no, do not tap out because every tap out in that film was a kill. <laughs> Double but, tap out. Yeah. <laughs> and the amount of different uh, different trips and everything in this, the, 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 yeah, it was incredible. And I mean, even the way it's shot, it's shot in long takes as well, so, so you can actually see it. Yeah, it's not like... Born, the Born films. Or Taken. Yeah. Taken towards the end. Yeah, right, we're Taken has one of the 30, 30 cuts for Liam Neeson to jump over a fence. Yep. Um, which is my favourite Taken 3. Like, <laughs> one imagines there was an entire two-week period <laughs> where they were filming Liam Neeson getting over a fence so that they could edit it together and make it look cool. <laughs> But, that um, did not look cool. That did not look <laughs> no. overproduced. But um, yeah, no, I, 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 I really liked it. And I thought it was great fun and I, I really loved it. But I mean, is there anything else that sort of jumps out to you two guys about it? Like The potential for a sequel? Oh, yeah, I, I am very interested in where they could go with this because well, I mean, they the end of the film is very symbolic. This car is going to be fixed in the, 2030. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but the way the film is, is, is symbolic in a way is when he's running away from literally everyone, it feels like the whole world is going to be against John Wick in this. Yeah. If there is well, a next film, it's... that's the point, is that he's got no resources, he's got no friends, and the whole world is out to get him. I feel like it's it's like the... It, it felt like the first, first movie and the second movie were very similar in that respect. It's like John Wick against everybody. And, yeah. and, oh, but and, he has and, friends and resources. Oh, he did, yeah. But I, I, I can't imagine he'll be without... Like he, oh, he, no, I think he like will be. John Leguiasmo, I suspect, will help him. Yes. Yeah. Least. And I suspect there is the, the moment where, will... where, where he kind of gets the text and realizes that, that's, that's, um, uh, he's, um, he's... He's now stuck with a car. Excommunicado. Yeah, yeah I feel like it's going to... Like the film... The th- if there's a third film, the third film will end if John survives with uh, John Leguiasmo's character showing up with the car. And it's like, here you go. Yeah. And then it's just like, yeah. that, that's the perfect. He's and, and then, like then, the opposite to Scar- uh, Carlito's way. <laughs> he saves him at the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just showed up and shooting him. Yeah. But um, spoiler for Carlito's way. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, I'm cautious about the third film. Well, they're saying well, they're I'm cautious about this one. I suppose that's a fair point. Well, look, it's like, not. We didn't, I didn't think lightning could strike twice. I I still I, I I don't think it was as like I was happy that the dog survived. Yeah. But, but, but also the dog dying in the first one kind of uh, provided a, a reason for <laughs> for the violence. Yeah. I yeah. think like one of the big, so easy, But there's like, a big reason for it this time. It's survival. No, I think this this theme is the idea that like oh. he doesn't need a reason. I suppose. Yeah, that's I mean, true. That's true. He did not. He like he could have stopped at any point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after killing the sister, he could have stopped and just <laughs> gone to hiding. He could have done the thing in between Bourne movies, where he goes to India and becomes like a farmer. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even try to. to, to <laughs> and then punches to, a guy in a really yeah. great in a really great shot scene, but then they use the other shot. It does not look nearly as impressive. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no. Actually, while we're talking about like the things that we like about it, even technically like small things, I really like. I don't like when movies 
trick you through editing and through cutting and through manipulation and framing. Mm. One of the things that's really good about the direction of John Wick 2, um, and maybe the first one as well, is the fact that you constantly see things in frame that pay off shortly afterwards. So, for example, there's a sequence where John is basically Call of duty Actually, it reminded me of Goldeneye. He's basically playing Goldeneye through the caverns. Mm, um, yeah. And, like, you can see, like, characters pop out from behind pillars. But I you like, see I them like in earlier the shots. dead bodies in the catacombs. I thought that was a really good touch. Very it, nice symbolism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because there's all of the kind of mummified bodies there. Yeah. And now and there's, there's all fresh these fresh ones. Yeah. Or the catacombs, they represent maybe all the bodies that maybe he's left in his wake over the years. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's a literal underground. Mm. Like, I mean, the, the, the underground world that he's living yeah. in becomes a literal underground. But, I mean, actually, that's when... It's based in New York, and mm. the writer was inspired by the fact that when you live in New York, he argued that you always feel like you're underground, even when you're overground, because the skyscrapers are so large, mm. they feel almost like canyons. Yeah. So you're constantly in the shadow of stuff. So that's what inspired him to write this this movie about a li- uh, you know a metaphorical underworld set in in New York because he felt like There's already even when you're there. above ground, he was you... a struggling writer. He was doing hits every now and then. <laughs> yeah, he, he was on he was on Wicker. Um, who, who hasn't been on Wicker at those those lame moments? Yeah, by, back then it was just a tech service. Yeah, um, I do I do like the little touches, like the tattooed um, sort of like 1920s sort of phone operator that was weird but Wasn't i like really that, weird but i like that little weirdness a- yeah i do as well of, of, all all ages. Weird. of all ages of all ages but yeah. all yeah. Tattoos. uniform all yeah. inclusive. <laughs> they're inclusive yeah yeah, yeah. I, even though wear... they never interact with a customer yeah. no they, they all person. wear these these and are never uh, pink, like uh like sh- sh- shirts and ha- all have tattoos oh uh, yeah and, and i think short shorts as well like it's, it's yeah. meant yeah, to be they... like a pin-up sort of like yeah 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 but they 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 don't like they they keep <laughs> all of, all of the like it, it's not it's not like um presenting the weather they they they, they... <laughs> they're taking lies <laughs> like i mean like like they're told that that the, they're told that okay we're putting out a hit on john wick for seven million and the woman doesn't bat an eye she's like yeah. please hold yeah. and yeah, she's like come on and it seems like there's a lot of little um, yeah, typewriters yeah. and little sort of cylinder tubes like pressure cylinder yeah tubes. yeah so, I, and I then they have like... this like 19 late 1970s computer yeah center it all in. yeah with the green yeah. with the green i feel like a I it's like, like the the thing you have for for um it's like the compu- computer you have in the eighties for for um auto dialing people. <laughs> but I, I, actually, I feel that, like that, that might were, be it. Yeah. If you were operating that sort of service, you wouldn't want that big a paper trail. Would seem to me like I was just and there's a lot of paper in that. <laughs> yeah, they have like a little library of hits. It's like well, the police the police <laughs> yeah. don't want to get involved. You gotta wonder where yeah. are they? Yeah, you yeah. wonder where they are. Well, like. You, like, you wonder in, it felt underground in the Bourne movies after like 10 or 20 police cars get like messed up <laughs> you would think that a guy would be like no, no I'm not going I'm to gonna, yeah back uh, to jaywalking <laughs> busting for me yeah mm. yeah yeah I've got a parade to marshal <laughs> yeah yeah I would say there is one kind of glaring issue that I had and it was uh and it Just was the one. villain it was, it was no this really is the biggest the villain he felt like a rehash of like the like what? Alfie Allen, another rich kid who underestimated John Wick. But what was worse was, oh yeah, at least at least Alfie Allen's character didn't know what John Wick was. This guy knows what John Wick can do, and imme- and just completely That's what underestimates cocaine him. Does to a person. <laughs> He's not <laughs> a cocaine <laughs> that you see. Um, I think it's heavily I just found him very. I just. I just. What do you think the duck fat is? If there's a third film, I just really hope that there I, is a villain that can compete with John Wick. I like what I like. Like they kind John, of remade the first movie. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was very similar. Yeah, yeah I think. Well, I, well, the world was bigger. Yeah, the world was bigger. The world was like, bigger. they were expanding it. That was their whole point. And they said it. They said, we wanted to build on the lore. But, I mean, one of the things that we're talking about, like, the villain being very generic and very sort of... I kind of like that because this is John Wick playing on God mode, right? He's so only on God mode! There is nobody who can beat him. And even pretending that there's something... Like, even Ares, who is built up as this sort of, like, demi-bad god, lasts about, what, two, two and a half minutes? Two and a half minutes, yeah. yeah. She slows like, him she down. Doesn't actually, she, doesn't, she doesn't actually do anything in the film up yeah. until that fight scene. Yeah. And you know that's what's going to happen because she's, like, yeah. she's the small one. She's always walking. Well, yeah. She doesn't say a word. There's a snake sound every time she looks around. <laughs> yeah. 
she slows Cassian him down. Was she slows the him down. most uh, formidable. Yeah, and I suspect he'll be back for the sequel. Yeah, yeah. And I, hopefully as with as a dagger an, sticking out of his as, head. <laughs> as an ally, I guarantee you, Cassian's going to be an ally in the next film. Mm. Oh, that's just professional courtesy. Professional yeah. courtesy. Yeah. But uh, anyway, wounds so, will heal. So with hey, that in mind. <laughs> Senior, I like that. I like that John Wick is like a polymath. I like that he can not only speak Russian and Italian and sign language. He also <laughs> understands biology enough that he can stab a yeah, man's aorta like... through his clothes and chest. Also, that was protected it's by in your that aorta. Armor. It's not in my aorta. It's in my right atrium. Screw <laughs> 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 you, man. Screw yeah, you, John. You want to <laughs> die? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and also yeah, another little thing that bugged me was Jonathan. Uh, all all he, the upper cross characters call him Jonathan. That's not oh, how you spell Jonathan. Like hey, no, Jonathan. I know. But, what have you done, Jonathan? But the, the name from the movie is spelled J O H N. Jonathan, that is not cricket. <laughs> yeah. I love Winston. Yeah, but that I mean, like, not cricket. <laughs> this is my little kingdom. I don't know why he sounds like Ray Winston. I, I feel like I, I might be the only one that thinks this, but I think there's this weird father figure type thing with Winston. But that he might actually be like maybe John's actual like biological. adoptive no 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 not biological because then where does the accents come from? I'd go adoptive ch- adoptive Hold father. On. Have you seen Dracula? Keanu Reeves doing an English We're accent. Talking, yeah, but this sounds is, this is, a lot this is like many, this is like two decades after that. I, I love Keanu Reeves, but I don't think his acting has evolved to the point where his English accent is any more convincing. For all we know, we watched John Wick and John Wick Two, and Keanu Reeves has been doing his English accent. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like the big twist is that whoa, he has been speaking English accent the whole time. But anyway, so I think it's unless there's anything else jumping out with everybody. No, no, I can't think of anything else. I just no. I love I say, that. Scene I say watch it. this movie. Yeah. It, it, it probably doesn't deserve to be on the list. It probably yeah. won't be by the time you hear this. <laughs> uh, at the moment, it's at two hundred forty-three. It's had I'm, a very I'm sharp. I'm glad I watched it. I don't get to see enough movies that, that, are, that are just outside of the two fifty. Yeah. Mm. And this seems like a very outside the two fifty movie. Yeah. No, it's a very enjoyable, very dumb fun, and I, yeah. I, I mm. suspect I'll watch it again with the family. That, that's, it's, that's kind of the thing about John Wick. It's it's not what you expect. You don't expect it to be in the two fifty. No one expected the first one to do so well. Everyone thought it was going to be a straight-to-DVD thing, or it was like, mm, yeah. just like, just walking off. The thing about the 250 is there seem to be movies that come out that are too smart for the 250. Like, like Nocturnal Animals, I thought, was very good. Oh, Andrew, yeah. Andrew's launched a sort of a stealth campaign to get Nocturnal Animals on. <laughs> Did you like, do you like Nocturnal Animals I thought it was as well? Very I, I really liked, liked it. it. I really liked it. I mean, I would have loved to have seen Green Room on there. I would have loved to have seen The Hateful Eight on there. I would have loved to have seen Anomalisa on there. Um, mm. Oh, wow, Really? Yeah, oh, um, nice. but I mean, it is. It skews very populous. Like I suspect, oh, very, yeah. we'll probably be talking about Logan on this. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Well, we yeah, we don't know for sure, but I we suspect. don't know for yeah. sure. But anyway, so let's let's uh, sort of segue out here. Um, what's everybody up to at the moment? So uh, I'm still publishing a book in June. I hope you check that out, Andrew. What are you up to? Um, I'm on a popular podcast with Darren Mooney. It's <laughs> <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> Five star reviews only, please. Um, <laughs> And, oh, so only <laughs> and Graham, what are you up to? Where uh, can we find you? Uh, I'm on Speaking Geek. Uh, it's another podcast, uh, not as finely tuned as this one. Um, I'm with Scanon. I do all their reviews, um, and uh, I also have my own game website called oh, Game ooh, Air, which is very this. clever. Yeah, uh, yeah, Game Air. I, I'd like to think it was me who came up with the name, but it wasn't. It was Niall Murphy, as usual. Uh, uh, basically, I review games. I report on all the news that's coming out. I recently did a game there. I played For Honor. And it was it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of knights and samurais and samurai. So a lot samurai. like John Wick, basically. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a lot of blood. You lot could of turn gore. on God mode. Then we can't yeah. do a crossover episode. There, there need to be more video uh, game, video video game movies. We could do Warcraft, except for the two fifty. <laughs> Actually, well, we can go with the bottom one hundred. Super I, Mario Brothers. I suspect oh, we'll Super don't. Mario Brothers might be on, don't. on the bottom. <laughs> no, we're going with Street Fighter yeah. here. Okay. Street Fighter is a masterpiece. Rel Julia, of yeah. course. <laughs> Street Fighter is a masterpiece. That was his last role before that was his he died. Last role. He was dying of pancreatic cancer. Yeah. But he did it so he could Street play with Fighter. his kids, and also so he could make money to keep them safe. Also, but he it was did a great so film. His Sorry, research, he was a great role. His research was, was playing Street Fighter with his kids, which is amazing. That's great. And that also, also, it gave us the line, "For you, the day that I came into okay. a village and murdered everyone you ever <laughs> knew was the most important day of your life. For me." It was Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it, it did. Of course! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, you can check us out. Graham, you're on Twitter at... Uh, at Graham Geek Era. Andrew, you're on Twitter at... A-Q-U-I-N-N-I-U-Q-A. 
I'm on Twitter at Darren underscore Mooney, which is a lot less catchy than that. Mm. You can ha- follow the podcast at At The 250. You can hear us on Stitcher, on iTunes, download us directly from the website. Uh, if you like it, tell everybody. If you don't like it, tell us. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. We don't have enough people telling us what we're doing wrong. <laughs> I have a lot of people telling me what I'm doing wrong. I have enough. <laughs> All right. Otherwise, we won't get it. Bye. Bye. Bye.